This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello everyone and welcome to Tantahillim where we are learning today Perak Tzadik chapter 90. This Perak is sponsored as a refor shalema for Avram Ben Charna and for Rafos and Yeshuos for all of Klal Yisrael, and specifically for those who tragically were Nifter on Lagba Omer in Meiron. And I want to talk about how really this parak is so perfect for what we're going through, for this Sarah that we're dealing with collectively as a nation, in the aftermath of this tragedy that we went through. This really, this parak really is a comfort and a way of handling our emotions in really the best possible way. So let's just look at the overview of what this parak is about first, okay? So Moshe Rabbeinu composed it. It's one of 11 prakim of Tehillim that Moshe composed, and then David took it and put it into Sefer Tehillim and included it amongst all the other prakim. And basically what it's about is the concept of life being so fleeting, it's talking about how even the greatest lifespan that a man could ever live, even a thousand years, Mr. Shalach lived 969 years, even a thousand years is for Hashem, like it's nothing. It, our life just goes by so fast, almost like, like a dream, like we wake up from a dream and it's over. That's what our life is. And so we ask Hashem here in this parak, Limnos yamenu kein hoda, please inform us. Not only inform us, but implant in us the constant awareness of why we are here, of what our task here is in this world, of how we should make every day count, how we should make every day important. And this is really what this parak is about. I'm gonna, we're gonna use the parak to see. We're gonna see how we ask that question. We say limnosia menu kenoda, and then suddenly we're filled with like this inspiration and this guidance. It's almost like that's really how our life works. Sometimes you just have to put a question out there. You just tell Hashem, you know, I need to know this or I need that, and then the you know, inspiration sometimes just pops right into our head. And that's what happens here in this parak. We say, Hashem, help us, tell us what to do with each day. And then the guidance flows into our minds and we actually give the answers here in this parak of, we say it ourselves. We say, this is how, yeah, this is how you make each day important. You make each day count. And I want to offer you also a practical tool of how to put that into practice in a very real, effective, and powerful way so that each day of our life, even though the days and the hours and the minutes and the seconds are flying by, but we're going to be able to actually take each day and make it that what we do with that day, our thoughts and our actions that we and our accomplishments during those moments of every single day are going to last forever, are going to be eternal and accompany us into the next world. And that's what we're going to discuss today. And it's so appropriate for what's going on right now, because a lot of people asked me, you know, so what do I do with these difficult emotions? How do I handle it? I, I don't feel like I could just go back into regular life and forget this and forget what happened to all these families, to all these people. And my answer to them, and what I'll share with all of us as a hopefully in a chama for us, is that the best way to handle difficult emotions, such as the ones that we're going through, is not just to just leave them and just forget about it, 
but to use this as an opportunity, to use this tzara as an opportunity to live our lives in an even better, more uplifted way. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing here in this parak. We're going to discover how can I take my short lifespan of whatever it is for men, right? Hopefully 120 years. And, you know, how can I take that amount of time that's so fleeting and make it count and make it really important? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's look at Parak Tzadik, Pasuk Aleph. Tefillah lemosha ish ha'elokim. This is a prayer of Moshe, Ishaelokim. He was a man of God. He was a Navi. And he says, Hashem ma'on ata hayisalanu bedarvadar. Moshe calls Hashem our ma'on here in this parak. What's a ma'on? A ma'on is like a, a dwelling place. Hashem, he's saying, Hashem, you are our dwelling place. What does he mean by this? What's a dwelling place? A dwelling place is a home. It's the place where I live. He's starting out this parak with the, with words of comfort. We're about to talk about how life is so fleeting and how Hashem has to put us through hardships to get us to figure out where we want to go quicker because life is so short. And so he starts off with this comfort that Hashem is our home. So let's talk about home. What, 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 what's, what's, what's home? Home is where the heart is, right? Home, even if you go to the fanciest island, you go on the most beautiful vacation, you go in style, right? You're enjoying, you're sitting on the beach with a pina colada being served. Even if you were to go to the nicest possible hotel in the world, when you get home, ah, so good to be home, right? Even if you live in a small rinky dinky apartment, you get home to your bed, you get home to your shower, you get home to your kitchen, you're home. You're just happy. That's where you want to be. And this is the way we're referring to Hashem here. We're saying Hashem is home. Hashem is where all of our needs are met. Now, where else do we talk about Hashem in this type of way? That Hashem is like a place, like a stable, comforting place for us to keep going back to. We actually talk about it, we actually refer to Hashem in this way when we go comfort a mourner. When we comfort a mourner, we say, HaMakom Yenachim Eschem. We refer to Hashem as a place, as that comforting, stable place. Why? Why specifically do we refer to Hashem in that way when comforting a mourner? And the answer is because take a person, let's say, who lost their father, and the person's sitting shiva, and they're distraught, and they're feeling like, what am I going to do now? Who's going to help me financially and emotionally and in all the ways that my father was there for me? Who's going to be there for me? So we tell them, guess what? You know who's going to be there for you? Hamakom, the place, your home, the, the original place where you got all these amazing things. Who was actually carrying you on his shoulders the entire time that your father was alive? You thought it was your father, but it was Hamakom. It was Hashem. It was, it was he who was consistently the one who's taking care of you. It might have been in the form of your father. He might have, Hashem might have used your father as a shaliach, but now Hashem has many, of other, many other ways to give you all those things that you think you're not going to have anymore. Nah, don't worry, Hashem is home. And, and it's like when we're home, there's no shortage of, of things, of resources, right? If, I, if I'm making a salad and I run out of lemons, 
So I, I'll use vinegar. If I run out of regular vinegar, I'll use red wine vinegar, right? If, I, if I'm in my bathroom and I need to brush my hair and I don't have a brush, so I'll go to my kid's bathroom and get a brush from the other bathroom, right? If, I, if my internet stops working on my phone, so I'll go sit at the desktop computer and I'll go on the internet, right? There's something about home that just provides everything I need. If it's not in one way, there's multiple ways. There's other ways to get my needs met in my home. And this is what we're saying when we say, that don't worry, your father's not here. There's other ways. Hashem has many other ways to bring you the security, the stability, the love, whatever it is that you were gaining from that relationship, he'll bring it to you in a different way. And so we're starting off this parak with this concept because this is really a central part of, this is a central ingredient of how we could live our lives in the most meaningful, productive ways. The way we live our life in the most meaningful, productive ways is with the knowledge that Hashem is our makom, Hashem is our ma'on, He's our home, He's our dwelling place. And because of that, I don't have to live in a state of constant fear and you know, in a survival type of state where I'm worried about constantly losing things. But I can rest assured that even if during during the course of my day I lose some money or I lose, uh, you know, something else in my life, a person tells me they don't want to be my friend anymore or whatever it is, it doesn't matter because Hashem is my ma'on, Hashem is my makom, and there's many other ways for him to provide for me, like we say every day in davening, Shasali Kaltsarki. So with this knowledge, we can really live, you know, we're already in this first Pasuk, given the main fundamental idea that I need in order to live my best life. It's the constant awareness that I don't have to live in survival mode and all my needs are being provided for in every moment. And we're going to expound on that soon. Okay, so let's go to Pasuk Gimel. So what does Hashem do? How does He run the world? He returns man to Daka. He, 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 return, he, like, he kind of crushes us. He puts us through the ringer. He, return, he, he, he sends us into difficult times, into difficult situations. He puts us through some heavy, intense nisyonos. Why? There's a purpose to it. Let's look at the words Bnei Adam here, and let's look at the words, the word Enosh. So we start off saying, Tashiv Enosh Adaka. Enosh is a way of talking about a person that talks about the person being like lowly and vulnerable. Hashem takes a lowly man who has lots to work on, that Enosh, right? And he puts him through the ringer and he gives him this Yonos, but for what purpose? Shuvu Bnei Adam, so that he'll return to the way that Adam was before the sin. So that he'll, an Adam is a way of talking about a person like a hush of a person. It refers to a person who's not just a lowly man. He's a, he's a real mensch. So the purpose of these nisyonos that we go through is to go from being an enosh, a vulnerable, frail, you know, man who doesn't, who's ignorant or whatever it is to go to, and it takes him to become, it takes him from there to becoming a bnei Adam, a hush of a mensch. So now, why does Hashem have to do this? Why does He have to put us through so much? Ki elef shanim be'enecha ki yom esmol ki yavar v'ashmura v'layla. Because even, like we said in the introduction, even a thousand years, which is the maximum amount that a person could ever live throughout history, even that, for Hashem, it's like a couple of hours that happened already last night. Like, it's like nothing. 
It's like, you know, the Radak says that our life is like sleep. Like a person goes to sleep, they have a dream, they wake up, they forgot it, it's over, right? That's what our life is like. Okay, we're going to skip a few. Psukim kichol yamenu panu secha. The Zohar explains, if a man doesn't spend his time properly and he wastes his day, the day passes away from him and goes up to Shamayim to the heavenly tribunal, and Panu Ve'evrasecha leaves us, and it goes to Hashem, and it arouses Hashem's anger. So every day is important in the eyes of Hashem. He's, he gets angry if we don't spend every day properly. And But if we do, the Zohar says, if we do spend our time properly, then each and every day of our life adds a new dimension of spiritual growth to our personality that can never be lost. That's ultimately what we're going to take up with us to Shemayim. Okay, so the regular lifespan of a person is 70 years. If he's strong, 80 years, right? So we're highlighting here. What, what's life already? What is it, right? And we, we said already that we can, let's compare this to the thousand years. We just said thousand years is like nothing, Tashem. It's like a few hours in the night that already passed. So Kavachomer, here we're saying 70 or 80 years, right? What's that even? Limnos yamenu kain hoda. Here's our tefillah. We're asking Hashem, please guide us and implant in us the knowledge of how I should be spending every single day. So, of course, you know, we see this whole parak, how it's talking about how life is, you know, here one day, gone the next. We see that so clearly. We're, Hashem is actually showing that to us in our life through these tragedies that we're experiencing. And so it's clear that the true joy and, and satisfaction of life can't really be about material, physical, material pursuits. The real, true joy and bliss that we get in life is from all of the hours, minutes, seconds that we spend on earth in loyalty to God and faithfully accomplishing our mission. And that is the true bliss. Being, knowing that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing here on this world, that's, that's, that can, that, it's clear that that's really the way to live a happy life and to live a meaningful life. Now, a person who knows how to appreciate this kind of bliss, this kind of joy of living in service to God, this is a person who's going to not only enjoy his life here on this world, but he's even going to die in a serene way. He's going to feel calm and relaxed about the concept of dying because right, he knows that he was doing things that have a kiyom that are going to last. So we're saying here, Hashem really like let this message of what's really important in our life, let this message, uh, let this bliss of serving you be constantly with us, be, co- be something that we're constantly aware of, that I'm constantly aware that this is the way I need to spend my life to make my, day, my days count. And this is what's going to bring us the real wisdom. This is how I'm going to get a levav chachma, a wise heart. Now, of course, there's so many important sources of wisdom in the world, and it's amazing to learn math and science 
and to, you know, read and to be well read and to go to college and to be up with the current events and all these things are important and great. But like we say in Tehillim, Orachayim Lamala Lamaskil. For the Maskil, for the one who's really intelligent, the the way of life is upwards. He knows that the the most important intelligence that we could ever have is to know that we're supposed to be constantly working to improve ourselves spiritually. Another way of understanding Navi Lavav Chachma is that we're saying here that when I'm living with the knowledge of how to make each day count, Navi, I will be able to bring to you in the future, we're going to bring you a Lavav Chachma, a wise heart. Meaning that like, you know, you go on vacation. So um, a few months ago, I was in Arizona and I was in the airport on the way back and they were announcing our flight is boarding, you know, in a few minutes, but I'm in a frantic rush and I'm, where am I? I'm in the, the souvenir shop. Why am I in the souvenir shop? Because, you know, I know I have kids at home and I want to bring back something to remind us all of this beautiful trip that I was on. And so I'm in the souvenir shop rummaging around frantically. I got to find something. I can't just come home empty-handed. That's so nebby, right? So what do I call? Of course, I, I, I couldn't find anything. And then I see this little, like, cactus that you plant. And, you know, I figured, okay, the kids will be excited. They'll put it on their windowsill, whatever. So I buy the cactus. Big mistake. Word to the wise. Even if you can't find Anything else to buy for your kids as souvenirs? Do not buy a cactus. Of course, like the instruction said, I should use like, you know, like a, like a, like tongs to, to plant the cactus in the, in the soil, but it wasn't working. It was getting too frustrating. So me, of course, I, you know, I'm like, eh, forget it. I'll just use my hands. What could be so bad, right? How bad could it be? Yeah, it was like a third COVID shot. Don't buy a cactus and don't touch a cactus. Even if you have to get a snow globe, I would suggest you buy that instead. But like, honestly, right? Who really needs a snow globe? Like, do who needs a cactus? We definitely don't need a cactus. But who needs any of these things? Why do we buy souvenirs? We buy souvenirs so that our trip, which came and went in two seconds, could have a kiam, could really last, and could be something that we will always remember. Now, of course, lahavdil elef havdalos, right? It's it's almost like sacrilegious to compare a a cactus or any other souvenir to our schar that we're going to be getting in the next world like the the pleasure that we get out of the souvenir to the pleasure of the schar it's like we can't even make the comparison but it's you know this idea of a souvenir that's what we're going to what are we going to be bringing home from our trip here on this world which it, which that's what it is it's a few days of a trip almost right what are we bringing back navi levav chachma we're bringing up with us to shamayim our wise heart that's really the only thing that we could bring back is the the way in which we melded our ratzon with Hashem's ratzon and the wisdom that we gained and the mitzvahs that we did, all that is what we're going to be, be able to bring back and nothing else. So here we're giving us answers, right? Here we're getting to understand what can I do, what we asked, right? We said, Hashem, please Give us the knowledge based on everything that we said, how life is so fleeting. Give us the knowledge of how to make every day important. And here we, we have the answer. Satisfy us every morning with your chesed, with your kindness, so we can be happy our whole life. So what does this mean? 
So it's telling us here that in order to live every day to the fullest, I need to make sure that I already set myself up in the morning to be aligned with Hashem's goodness and with His kindness. Now, we tend to create catastrophic predictions. Our, that's kind of like our default thing that we do. We go to the worst case. We wake up in the morning and already subconsciously we're expecting everything to go in the worst way. Uh, I'm not going to get money from the insurance claim for my bashed up car. My boss is not going to like me today. I won't get the date that I want to go on. I won't be able to afford the thing I want to afford. I won't get the babysitter. Who's going to watch my kids? I'll be stuck. Right? We're already planning and predicting for the worst case scenario. The problem is when we do this, right, when we, we decide already in the morning, like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get the date that I want to go on. So then I'll spend, you're going to end up spending your day eating cookies, right? Because who cares, right? And if you decide, my boss is not going to like the work that I produce, so you'll end up just sleeping late and coming into work two hours late. And then you're right, Hitaka won't like the work that you produce. So we, we create the end, right, the worst catastrophe, and then we fill in the gaps on the way there to make it happen, right? That's, that's what happens. So the question is, how do I create a day that is successful? How do I create a day where I'm going to see productivity and success and I'm going to really be able to accomplish everything I want to do? So the way we do that is we do the opposite of predicting catastrophes. We ask ourselves the question, what are the best possible things that could happen for me today? How can my day unfold in the best possible way? What would make it the best day could ever be? We come, we ask this question and then we do a process and I'm going to share this with you because this, this process that I'm going to teach you is something that I did um, with a, a group of friends in the beginning of Corona and when, when everything was starting out last March and the kids were home from school every single day and we were, the mothers, you know, all of us mothers were wondering, am I going to make it through the week? What's going to be? How's, how are we going to survive this craziness? Um, me and a group of friends on a WhatsApp group, we each did this specific process. So I want to teach it to you because it really changed the whole course of the way the whole year went for us with, you know, kids in and out of school and whatever other difficulties we were struggling with. It really made everything so much easier. So here it is. What we did was we scripted our day in advance. We wrote on the chat, each one of us wrote on the chat in the morning, right when we woke up, exactly the way we intend for our day to go. And we included all the amazing possibilities. We went for the, we shooted for the moon, right? We said, what's the best thing that could happen today? And, and in present tense, what you do is when you script your day, you write in present ten, tense exactly what's happening as if it's happening right now. And you write it in the most ideal version possible. So I wake up in a great mood, feeling rested and energetic, ready to start my amazing day. My children get ready for school independently and they all call in and it has nothing to do with me and I'm able to dive in and do my exercise with ease and joy. Um, I eat healthy food today and I nourish my body in the best ways and I feel so proud knowing that I'm taking good care of myself. Uh, my husband comes home and I smile at him and we enjoy a delicious supper together. He tells me how yummy my food is, right? Just on and on like that talking about all the best possibilities of how this day can unfold in the best way. And now when we do this, 
this is how we get to Sabenu Vaboker Chastecha. Already in the morning, I'm filling myself up with the amazing possibilities with all of the chesed that you do for me. I'm not going to be ungrateful and consider all the negative things that could happen. I'm going to fill myself up with emuna and joy and expect the best because as we know, when we expect the best and we plan for the best, we're way more likely to get the best. And so we actually saw miracles, me and my friends who were doing this, we really saw how our scripting, it was so clear, the connection between the scripting that we did in the morning and the successful days that we were all having. It's very powerful. It aligns you with Hashem's chesed, it puts you in a good mood, and it really sets you up to accomplish all your goals for the day with ease and joy. Okay, so now we're going to look at the Pasuk that says, Okay, so now this is kind of like going to be part B to the process of scripting your day. means, Hashem, show us your actions. So we're not saying here, show us your niflo secha, your nisecha, show us your massive open miracles. We're just saying, Hashem, just show us even your mundane Regular, everyday things that you do for us, that you do for us every single day. Let us become aware. Let us see and notice and pay attention to those things. Because that's what's going to give me the joy that I need so that I could really live each day aligned with Hashem's chesed and see success. So what do we do? So the second part of this process of scripting is that in the morning you script your day and then at night before you go to sleep, you want to look at your script that you wrote. You want to see everything that you wrote down, that you predicted, all the amazing predictions that you made for this coming day. And you want to pay attention what came true. Which part of this paragraph actually played out in my life. And you'll be pleasantly surprised to see how much more amazing your life is when you set yourself up this way for success right away in the morning. So this is what we're saying when we say, means let me pay attention to your works, Hashem, to your actions, to every little thing that you do. And guess what? When you set it up a certain way in the morning and then you see the fruition of that, you see that actually coming true in your day, it becomes like, it goes from fa'alecha to like, whoa, to like a, a miracle. Because like, you know, it, it's not just something you're not paying attention to anymore. It's something that you had asked for, that you had wanted, that you had intended for. And then you saw it actually, that you saw Hashem's response to you in return. So here we're saying, Hashem, please find favor in us and Make it that the works of our hands, the Masayadenu, are full of Hatzlacha. That whatever we do, we're Matzliach, that we're, we're, we were successful in making each day really, really count. Now, if you look at the word Noam, we're saying, Vihi Noam, we should be pleasant to you, Hashem. We're, when we look at these letters, Nun, Vav, Ayin, Endemem, that make up the word Noam, and we look at the word Ma'on that we started off this parak with, Pasuk Aleph said that Ma'on atahayisa lanu bedar vadar, that Hashem is our dwelling place, remember that? Now, they have the same letters, Ma'on is Mem, Ayin, Vav, Nun, Noam is Nun, Vav, Ayin, Mem. So what's the significance of this? So what we're saying here is that how do I get to a place where my 
the works of my hands are successful, where Hashem is finding favor in me, how do I get to this place of pleasantness? I get there when I align myself with the fact that all my needs are being taken care of, that all the things that I want to go well, Hashem can easily give me that success. And even if I don't have something, like we said about home, I don't have one thing, okay, but I'll find my needs to be, I'll get my needs met in a different way because I'm home, right? Because I'm in this consistent place where I have everything I need. So when we're aligned with that and we see that Hashem is constantly providing for all of our needs, that's going to give us the bitachon and the simcha that we need to make each day be amazing and to find success in all the works of our hands. I hope this class was practical for you. I hope it's something that you're going to be able to practice doing. If it's not every day, do it as as many days as you can because setting ourselves up for a successful day and asking what are all the things that will go right today and actually writing them out and enjoying the feeling of that amazing feeling of like, you know, I'm connecting with Hashem's infinite capabilities. There's nothing like it. Thank you so much for listening and maybe be Zoha to Rufuos and Yeshuos for all of Kla Yisrael. Thank you so much for listening.